Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting. I'm your host, Matt Rooney, alongside my co-host, Alex Christensen. Alex, I just nailed the intro for you. How are you doing? You're really good. Sorry about that. I'm having a little bit of a lag here. I didn't realize that like we had just started. I popped away for a second to grab something real quick. And that uh, is quite excellent okay. Excellent job, Mr. Thank Rooney. you. Yeah, it's Tuesday. I did it better than Andy back. ever could. Andy's over at Bettsburg's golf. <laughs> well i guess it's um it's okay i'm a little distracted because did you see who scored the first touchdown last night you should be a little distracted after hitting a 31 30 to 1 winner while in vegas good for you that must be i'm jealous i wish i didn't, I didn't catch the show yesterday i i did like i tweeted the video with the with the um with the first uh touchdown picks but i didn't actually get the bets in just because i was busy and kind of forgotten of course i missed out on a winner so but I'm happy you did it. I'm happy you got that winner, and we're we're off to a hot start for first, first touchdown season. We love it, and hopefully Matt will get you on the next batch. Yeah, it's it was great, um, especially on a day where um, I don't know if anybody got a chance to log into Vegas Refund and I did a quick spaces. Um, if you get a chance to go back and listen to that, not only talk about the first touchdown score bets from last night, but you know just some general theory around it stuff that i kind of talk a little bit about on the show here but maybe in more full form so it was really fun getting a chance to do that with him especially since we had a winner so i guess we'll probably come back and have to do it again what do you think i, I myself had the under last night and let me tell you that was an electric ride that went from this has no chance to maybe this has a chance to oh no they're going into score to fumble to oh no they're going into score <laughs> fumble to oh my god this is going to easily hit and not even be a sweat it was the uh, I, I I really loved the under last night put a few extra units on it I was really in on it and for I just talk about a tale of two halves and just a roller coaster of oceans I was so distraught. And then I was like, well, maybe. And then I, I was like, after the bad first quarter, I was thinking like, okay, we're dead. But then like, you know, kind of slowed down. And then Denver hits the really long touchdown pass. I'm like, come on, guy. It was just, it, it was a roller coaster of emotions that ended up not even being a sweat with the final score. I don't think I've had an under or a total, I should say, even uh, be that wild of a ride for me before. That was good. Every time something bad happened for Broncos fans, it was good for you. That's how betting works, folks. When somebody loses, somebody wins. But the amount of I times I stood up lesson... on my TV screen last night, pointed and yelled "ball," was awesome. I, I'm, I'm glad that's back because I'm a, I'm big at that. I do that a lot, so I, I did that a few times last night. Yeah, and I think maybe the other thing, just to sort of put a pin in, not that the preseason matters, but maybe it doesn't not matter. You know, if you watch Joe Burrow after not having played a preseason game, you watch Russell Wilson last night. Again, no practice or anything to do with those guys and definitely look clunky. It's starting I mean, to matter. The it's fumble on like, the goal line was, was just a mess. I get wanting to keep your guys fresh and maybe even to the Bengals, uh, to the Bengals, you know, I know they struggled, but at least that offense has some continuity and most of those guys are back. Like, man, I, I know Russ and them are getting reps in practice, but even full speed scrimmages aren't the same as game speed. Like you got to get those guys sometime, like it, it may, whether it's just, uh, you know, a few drives in each preseason game or giving them a half in the last one or whatever. Like you can't do this whole don't play anybody in the preseason thing. And I think we're starting to see that early on that it's, it's starting to actually affect some of these teams early. What do you think about Mr. Hackett's performance? Quite. Um, it was something I'm going to, now it's, it's, it's game one and he does have a kicker that has a hell of a leg that, you know, on the, I know he missed the original one from 64 where they called the timeout, but did have the distance. Having said that, uh, my question is why? 
just why it was wasn't really more the decision to kick like i guess okay there's only a few seconds left and it's fourth and five but really just the timeout management and the clock management before then it seems like you could have taken a few more shots to get yourself closer or use some timeouts with a minute left um so that was interesting uh i guess the main point is don't hire a head coach trying to sway the former ex MVP quarterback only for him to stay in green Bay. And then you get settled with somebody else because I, I just hiring a head coach to try and bring a quarterback isn't really going to work because you know, it doesn't usually work because they don't usually come with you. Well, it was a pretty great week of week one of one NFL. Hopefully you guys followed the deep dive. They definitely made a little bit of money. Again, we got our first touchdown scores. So Hopefully every week goes just like this, Matt. The deep dive guys win on their bets. I hit a first touchdown score and everybody's happy. What do you think? I hit a Bears money line and Bears plus six and a half. Much to the shirt made Andy furious that the Bears played well because he's the biggest Bears hater of them all saying, you know, take alt unders in your face, Andy. Bears are back. (laughs) Now let's get back to college football here. The kids, they're still in classes or whatever and Got a couple bets here. I like this Air Force bet. I had Air Force on Saturday, and they laid some wood. And then I have no idea what to make of this other game. So why don't you break it down for us? Air Force, uh, first, I'm going with Air Force minus 14.5. That line dropped a ton this morning. I got it originally at minus 17, now at minus 14.5. So some money coming in on Wyoming. Uh, now, week one, it's hard to judge. And sometimes you get teams that improve or get better as the weeks go on. And Wyoming has certainly looked better in weeks two and three against significantly lesser competition but in week one at u of i uh they got rolled they couldn't stop the run to save their lives that was like 38 to 6 i think was the final something along the lines of that dan gave out uh, wyoming's team total under 15 and a half i think it was and it was the ultimate lock it hit so easily but wyoming couldn't really stop the run at all against a you know a, a solid run rushing attack in u of i nothing special but a solid rushing attack now you're going to tell me they're going to go up against an air force team that brought back uh, a ton of experience on the offense that runs the ball, obviously, as a military academy, does really, really well. They've been running the ball really, really well all season. Um, I, I don't see how Wyoming really slows down this Air Force attack. I think Air Force is really good, and I think they're going to have a chance to win that Mountain West Conference this year. Wyoming's just not really up to snuff, in my opinion, even though they have played better. Uh, I think Air Force controls the ball. I think they control the game. Oddly enough, Air Force is going to control the ground attack uh, really well against Wyoming here, and I, I think they're going to win fairly easily. And then BYU and Oregon under 57 and a half. Um, Oregon bounced back from their 49 to three loss to Georgia with a 70 to whatever 14 win against Eastern Washington. Don't think you really learned about them much there. Uh, I don't trust them offensively or, or Bo, Bo Nix all that much. Um, and I think their defense is, is still pretty darn good despite what Georgia was able to do against them. BYU, we just saw play a really good lower scoring game against Baylor. I think they're going to try and control the ball, control the, uh, the the clock a little bit more as well. So I think 57 and a half points is a little bit too many points uh, for a team in BYU that's pretty stout up front on both sides of the ball and a team in Oregon that plays pretty good defense despite that bad uh, first effort against Georgia. So I like the under 57 and a half there between the, the two ranked opponents. I like both of those quite a bit. We just saw Dan in the chat there. Looks like right angle sports probably came in and whacked that Wyoming number back into place. And I'll poke around when they make a bet, it moves. And maybe I can even find a 14. You probably can, or at least by the hook and, and only, you know, sacrifice a few, few, uh, few numbers off that juice. Beautiful. What do we got in the world of tennis today? looks like we got a whole lot of places. Plenty to keep you busy here. It's um, European tennis time. And 
We do have some dentists in India as well. So a lot of early morning stuff going on. Get a little coffee and tennis with you. A few plays for today, a few plays for tomorrow. Um, let's jump right in into Porter Rose. We'll start with a total here. This will be up. I just want to double check. It looks like it'll be up just shortly after the show ends here. Actually, a little longer. It looks like this has been pushed back. So it looks like you've got till maybe 12.30, 1 p.m. Eastern or so. Kaha Yuvan is going against Alizé Cornet. Again, two of my absolute favorite over players. Um, just in general on hard courts, you'll see long sets. You will see long matches. Thought about playing the over two and a half here. Was hoping for plus 160. Found a plus 150. Stared at it for a while and, and decided just to take this 21. Um, poke around. Look for a 21 if you can at, at less than standard juice. There's some 20 and a half at like minus 120. That's okay. But again, I'd always rather sell up to the half game. I'm not too worried about pushing for a better number here. Just should be a long, contested, kind of funky match. And then bet this yesterday. Martina Trevisan, a little disappointed. I thought that she was going to get to play Siniakova today. Siniakova coming off a long um, trip from New York on, I believe, Sunday she won. The women's doubles finals has to come to Slovenia. You know, that west to east trip, really difficult, a long flight now. She will have had some time to recover, but even then, she's going to be coming into her first match against Trevisan, who I talked about yesterday, really going to make her work, really push her around the court, and happen to still take that at plus 160, even though I would have liked it a little better if it happened today. Uh, we'll go to Chennai. This is down in India. Wang Jiang, minus four games. She goes against now Habino. And admittedly, this was a frustrating match. I believe we laid the exact same four games against Tabino and Wimbledon. Tabino ended up winning outright after Wong won the first set 6-2. So I think that's just a little bit of an outlier. And I think as, as a result, we're getting a little bit of value. Now, if you look around, you'll actually see three and a halfs here. Another spot again where I tried to sell out to four. A little better number. And generally, when Wong wins matches, she wins them by a lot. So not too concerned about that. Again, three and a half is fine if you have it at minus 15. Even minus 20 is okay. But... Give me the minus four. I was even able to find that at plus money. I like that quite a bit. And then early tomorrow morning, I'm sorry, Wang Jiang, that should be this afternoon. And then early tomorrow morning, Sarah Arani, um, the elder Italian player, if you will, um, goes up against Dalma Golfi here. And um, both very solid clay players, but exactly the type of player that Arani beats, and especially in this time of year. Again, one of the older players on tour, I believe she's still in her 40s playing tennis, in great shape, loves clay, loves these smaller events, and really is one of the more fantastic shit talkers and cursors on tour um, is almost constantly just spewing a stream of italian just profanity and it's just fantastic and it generally oh, overwhelms a lot of these younger players um especially if they haven't faced her before golfy did play her i believe a couple of years ago did lose and it's just it could be intense and as i look at this match simply from a numbers perspective i have a lot closer to a pick -em. Maybe golfy a short favorite, minus 105. I could, you know, maybe support something like that. But plus 115, there's even some plus 120s out there. It looks great. Just an awesome spot for Arani and a player that she's generally a little more talented than and should have plenty um, to get her through there. So some tennis today, some tennis tomorrow, total spreads, dogs. It's all good. I really like the uh, the, Trevi, the Trevisan one. The, I, I like fading people in those travel spots because I think those are – it's a coin toss whether or not they're they're tough to bounce back from. Sometimes you do it okay, sometimes you don't. But man, if 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 you struggle with that travel, it's it's a week sometimes before you're really feeling right and you're not sleeping all that well. So I, I like that spot at a plus one sixty. 
We've seen a couple of them already. If um, anybody had the courage to go against Alia Tomljanovic today off a, again, long travel spot, a long U.S. Open, she lost 2-1. to one. You got a nice plus 250 or something winners. So, yeah, Alia travel fade. Way to go, Pat. Hopefully you hit that. Um, I had that in a, kind of a gen parlay this morning that I think is going to work out. But baseball, we got day ball today? We don't have day baseball today. That's okay. We had some yesterday, though. Yesterday, though. So that's that's all right. Tuesdays are tough for day baseball. Usually, you need a doubleheader to get one of those. Uh, we don't have that. I'm sure we'll have some tomorrow, though. So maybe I'll, I'll tweet something out there or send something along to the guys. Uh, we do have three picks here today, though. A, a relatively full slate. Uh, big rivalry matchup at Fenway Park. Red Sox Yankees. Uh, it's it's a game. Garrett Cole is pitching, and I'm taking the over, which sounds like a weird strategy. But Cole has not thrown well against Boston this year. One start in Fenway, he let up five earned runs in in, uh, in six innings. I think two home runs there. Three starts against the Red Sox. He's 17 innings pitched, 10 earned runs. So the Red Sox have had his number a little bit this year. And combined with that, the Yankees' offense starting to uh, to click after the little slump they were in. They just took two out of three from the Rays and scored 10 runs in, the, in, in both of the last two games, so, so 20 combined runs in their last two. Uh, I think their offense is clicking at the right time, and the fact that the Red Sox hit Cole around pretty well so far this year, really like rolling the dice on that over pretty close to even money. Mariners' first half money line, uh, it is Logan Gilbert throwing for Seattle against you Darvish for San Diego. Darvish has been fine, uh, but the last couple starts he's – He's been giving up three, four, two earned runs here and there. So not, not bad, but he's been hittable. Whereas Logan Gilbert has been uh, last three starts. He's just, he's allowed a combined two earned runs, hasn't allowed an earned run in his last, in each of his last two starts. So that's 12 straight innings without one. Uh, he's just been pitching really, really well. And the Mariners have been playing some pretty great baseball lately. So I like their first half money line at plus money there. Uh, they just got done taking two out of three against the Braves and the Braves have been playing probably as well as, as good a baseball as, as anybody in baseball for the last couple months. So it, the Mariners are playing really well. They got a really good pitcher on the, on the mound who's thrown well. And then uh, going to go with Gavin Sheets on my White Sox to hit a home run tonight at home. Big left-handed power bat going up against a, a starter. I believe it was Chad Cool, uh, who's just been pretty brutal for the Rockies this year. ERA in the mid-fives. Uh, so going to cool. roll the dice at, at five and a half to one on the, the lefty power hitter to take the righty, the, the, the soft-tossing righty deep at, at a hitter's park in U.S. Cellular. For, excuse me, guaranteed rate field. Still call it U.S. Cellular. Uh, so those are my three tonight, and I'm going to roll the dice one. What company is Guaranteed Rate due? Uh, they're like a mortgage, like loan? mortgage, mm. like loan company. Yeah, it's not great. The, the logo is legitimately an arrow. Part. The logo is a red arrow pointing down. So just on the Sox, you know, on Sox Park, it's big sign. It says Guaranteed Rate with a red arrow pointing downwards. Like, yeah, great, cool. So that's just where the Sox franchise having is having a desired right effect. Yeah. Downward red arrows are generally bad when money's involved. But anyway, that's yeah. that's not. Well, it means the rates are dropping. It means the prices are better. I guess I don't know. But yeah, it's so. it's an interesting it's an interesting logo. Either way, I love that bet. I'll definitely uh, five fifties. Nobody did a home run. Let big hit and lefty soft throw yeah. righty. I love it. That all sounds nice to me and my little minuscule unknowing baseball brain. But that's all we got, folks. That's it. Uh, if you're done here, hop on over to the Bedsports Golf Feed. The PGA is back, so Andy's over there talking about it. Give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and we'll be back tomorrow, me finally at home with decent internet.